Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Hello. How's it going? I am I am standing up. Why? Because I because <laughs> I bought a standing desk. Oh, look at you. Does is it electric? Does it go up and down? Or is, do you have to crank it? Uh I am not a Neanderthal. I'm not cranking anything. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> a weird sentence. Uh but no, it's it's electric. It's got it's got four settings. I don't know why. Maybe I guess that's for people who are not living alone like myself. But I have two settings here. It's just short and then a little shorter for uh, when I'm sitting down. So that those are kind of the two settings I got. <laughs> and uh, are you the same height sitting and standing. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. It's not that bad. But the, yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. I assembled it, came in, got delivered at five forty-five in the morning on Wednesday. I love it. I love it early. Why? <laughs> And that's New York, man. Just we'll like be, here. Never. Here's your, I've lived, here's your I've stuff lived. at here's your stuff at five thirty in the morning. Shut up. I mean, I used to get my groceries delivered at six a.m. I didn't ask. Look, it's like it's like the Deus Ex. Uh, what was the first one? Mankind, Human Revolution. That that trailer. I didn't ask for this. All right. I didn't ask for the for the desk to be delivered at five forty five in the yeah, morning. Yeah, they didn't I ask. Got a, I got a phone you. call. I got a phone call yeah. at five forty five from Seattle, and I was like. Well, that's got to be spam and ignored it. Then I heard my then I got the buzzer. And if you're if you don't know what like a pre-war apartment, New York apartment building buzzer sounds like, it's uh, it's not subtle. It's not the gentle war. Like which war? war? (laughs) I think I think when they call a building a pre-war building, it's it's pre-World War Two. Yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, with that lens, it's pre a lot of wars then. That's that what sense. I mean. It's just like pre yeah. all the wars, except for no, like the pre- war of 1812 or the Civil War. Yeah. I don't know why that's always listed as a thing. But yeah, pre-war is often a thing. It's probably because of the lead, the lead paint. That's <laughs> certainly a part of it. <laughs> and the asbestos. That if you start I basically have stuff, to, yeah. I have to sign, which I don't, but I basically just get this notice every year. It's like, hey, just a yearly reminder. Uh, there's lead paint, maybe in some form in this building because this thing is like 80 years old. You're like, all right. How long have Fair you lived enough. there? Uh, over 10 years. Over 10 years. You've been in the same apartment for over 10 years. Yeah. Is that the only apartment you've had while living in New York city? Yeah. I lived with my dad for a little while and then, uh, but when I moved out and lived on my own, this was the only place I've lived in on my own. Do you want me to, do you want me to make you depressed? Do you know how much uh, money you've yeah. spent in rent? In those 10 years. I can probably do the math. Do you want me to? <laughs> I'm just curious if you know. I, yeah, I don't want to depress you. And it's not that you don't, like, again, whatever. It serviced you pretty well. You seem to be fairly happy. Yeah, and honestly, compared to what other people pay in rent for New York. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. I'll, do a quick, I'll do a quick calculation here. because Is not it over? I'm, I'm gonna, uh, can I make a guess? If I can do the math uh, sure. quickly. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say that you've spent... A hundred and fifty thousand dollars in rent over Less. the last two years. Less than that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're, that's uh, pretty good then. That's pretty good for New York. You've spent yeah. basically, you know, a, a year plus of salary. If you're making, you know, if you, I would say, what the average salary in New York is probably sixty grand, and that's again New York super expensive, right? So I would assume. Yeah. If you factor in, if you factor in everything in New York, including. You know, the boroughs and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what? So that's two, you know, about two years of salary. That's not all. I would see most people who listen to this podcast who don't live in New York probably be like, wow, I was expecting much higher. 
Yeah, but keep in mind, I live in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which yeah, is kind of live in New York, kind of. I mean, hey, look, it could be worse. It could be Staten Island, where which I was at on Monday getting my second dose of the of the vaccine. You went all the way to Staten Island to get your second. Are you sure it was actual? <laughs> it was the right vaccine. Uh, yeah, allegedly. I mean, this dude was a lot more like, you know, stabby stabby than the uh, than the last person I was in, who was uh, was this lady. She was the, the the first person I I got the vaccine from. It's the same place. Like I went to the same CBS in Staten Island, took the bus over there. It was so that was where my first and second times in Staten Island. Ste- stepping foot, I've driven through it before, but that's about it. Um, not a bad trip, not bad to get into. And, uh, yeah, the first one, you know, lady, she was like, all right, hey, do you know what to expect? Yeah. Okay, cool. Give me the shot. Great. Put the little bandaid on, give it a little kiss and you walk out the door, right? That's what you get. Kiss didn't happen. That was, was a joke. Anyway, the, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I this guy, it was a joke. <laughs> this guy, he goes in, he's like, all right, the, first of all, like the, the room rearrangement mo- changed in like the, the room arrangement changed in the, in the three weeks. And then I sat down at this chair and the guy's a different dude and he's alone before there was her and then somebody else. And then she's just like, all right, here we go. I had my, my sleeve was already rolled up, bam, jammed it in. And he's like, that's it. And then <laughs> just like, all right, <laughs> no. Uh, and I kind of looked at him and it's <laughs> kind of like he, he knew exactly what was missing from the last time. He's like, what, you want a Band-Aid or something? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, do Did- I? Did Do it I ever cross one? your He's mind? Like, no, yeah. not really. I was like, all right, then I'm good then. See ya. And then just walk out the room. Did it ever cross your mind to just skip the second vaccine? Because <laughs> no. apparently that's happening, right? It is happening. It is happening. People just don't get it. Like, um, eh, the first one's good enough. <laughs> well, the first one, apparently with Pfizer, you, there's like 80% efficacy, which is great. Uh, but they don't know how long it lasts. Whereas we know for these with the second shot, you basically have ninety percent efficacy, and it lasts for at, it lasts for at least six months. So these dummies who aren't getting their second shot, I, I got I got beef. I got beef. Speaking of beef, uh, I had to clear this with Brittany, who uh, can't join it because who can't join us because quote reading from her text, my baby is kicking something awful, and I am in pain. So condolences to Brittany, who's on the. The last the the home stretch of her of her pregnancy. Yeah, she almost she almost uh she is almost with miracle child. The miracle of birth is almost upon her. It's a gross miracle. It really is. <laughs> that's 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 a miracle. Not all miracles <laughs> are supposed to be uh you know, it's you say gross, some would say it's life changing in the most spiritual moment you'll ever have in your life. There's so many ways that I could like kind of reinforce my point, but I'll just Pump the brakes. We'll keep yes. it PG yeah, keep it as, I, as I get into this. So here we go. Um, she has to go to her uh, her sister-in-law's engagement party this weekend. And um, and I said, well, just say, just say you're pregnant and don't go. Uh, and then she said, well, I'm using it as an excuse to not stay over with my anti-vax in-laws. Her husband's mom and aunt were telling his 89-year-old grandmother not to get vaccinated. <laughs> so, now I clear this with her do ahead they, of time. Do they do they like their grandmother? <laughs> like this ploy to like, <laughs> hey, maybe we can just kill grandma by like feeding them with like it's crazy. It's 5G, 5G. You're injecting a 5G chip, and you're like, maybe we'll finally get rid of her. I mean, that's kind of what it seems like. That's kind of cruel. 
Yeah, that's, like that's if anyone should get this, it's her. I can see the other people being like, uh, like the Joe Rogan stuff that happened where he was telling oh people, God. like, if you're if you're fit and you're healthy, you don't need vaccines. If you're twenty, like, yeah, if you're twenty one year old and you're healthy, you don't need to. It's like, God damn it, it's like you're not going to die, right? Yeah, it's you're like, probably not going to die. You're but probably you also, not, but but you, you could, could also have yeah. other repercussions. You could have yeah. like fifty percent lung capacity for the rest yeah. of your life. You you don't know, like anything can happen. You're rolling the dice. Wouldn't it be better to not? have any problems and just know you're going to be okay. Isn't that nice? Like put it, don't, don't wear your seatbelt because you know, you're most likely not going to fly through your windshield and hit something. It's kind of all you're doing, right? The shot is a seatbelt. I suppose that. I mean, that's, but, but what do you I do mean, in this situation? What do you, what do you do if, if you're in Brittany's situation, how do you, you know, how do you, I don't that? go because she's, because I'm pregnant. I think that, and I'm going to say this as someone who well, will Brittany never has, she got vaccinated. I don't care, right? Like, like I'm going to say this, right? I'm going to say this as someone who will never be pregnant. And I'm very thankful I'll never be pregnant because I won't. I'll, again, I had, to, I had to think about this, right? Like, yeah. women are so much more, they're so much tougher than men. Like, really. If you really, if you really think way. about it, if you really think <laughs> about it, right? On average, the average woman sees more blood than the average man does, just period, right? And I don't mean that, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> but that's my point, though, that I just think, like, you know, there's people who get squeamish of blood. I don't know a single woman who could be squeamish of blood. Mm, well, I'm sure they exist. Yeah. yeah. But I would just say the things that I've learned as I've lived with a woman <laughs> is that... All right, go ahead, list them off. What have, you, what have you learned? The, the average woman <laughs> is way tougher than I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> they just are like they just and then the birth thing right like i think that automatically puts you in a category so the whole you know men post posturing and the and the masculinity is kind of nonsense because women go through more stuff than men ever will and yeah. if i was Brittany, i would use this chance to get out of everything i don't want to <laughs> do anything because i'm pregnant because that's what me and you would do as men <laughs> right <laughs> i'm not going to work today why because i'm pregnant I'm not doing the dishes. Why? Because I'm pregnant. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that because I'm pregnant. And so in this case, whether she's vaccinated or not, I just be like, no, because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well. No, I don't have time for this. I do what I want now. Brittany should, should, I hope she spent the last nine months doing as much as she wanted and being able to use pregnancy as an excuse of just not talking to anybody. Like coming on this podcast, she didn't have to give you a reason. She should have just said, I'm pregnant. Leave me alone. And that's I would have been like, yes, she, that's kind of what she said. Right. Which again, which to me is a hunt. If there's ever a time in life to do it, it's now. Yeah. Uh, she, she didn't, but she, but I mean, the way she works, she actually did a ton of shit while she was pregnant. Like she was, there was multiple Home Depot trips. And this is my point. And this is my point. If you like, had something growing inside of you, yeah. you're, you specifically aren't going to do anything. <laughs> you're not going to Home Depot. There's you were going to sit on your couch and play video games is what you would do if you were pregnant. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be real. With my diet, there might be something growing inside of me. You don't know that. <laughs> so so yeah. Don't so that. I don't yeah, but I mean, so this, again, Brittany's, hey, Brittany's tougher than both of us. She she will be for the rest of her life. <laughs> she just will be. So well uh I but this is uh that's the price of free drinks, I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, for all these things that you have to endure in life between misogyny and, you know, the pain that women go through, here's a free drink. <laughs> yep. Here's a free drink that comes with all these expected uh, assurances and consequences if you accept that free drink as well. 
It's up to you. You don't have to. You could just take the free drinks and leave. How, how free is a free drink? Well, you just, it's it's not. If we're talking about right now, these are the, this is what you get. Yeah. You know? Hey, I'm, I'm all for, you know, I'm just saying these, these are, this is just part of the, this is just how the world works. Have you ever gotten a free drink before? Ever? <sighs> like, like someone just randomly sends you, you're, you're out somewhere and someone goes, Hey, here's a drink for you. Oh, you mean like somebody like trying to hit on me or approach me or something like that? Or just being friendly, like a, like a one-on-one situation where someone just goes, Hey, I'm I, like, like, like not like friends where it's like, I buy this drink, you buy the next one. But like you're yeah. just somewhere, and someone just buys you or a table just free drinks, and you don't know the owner of the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or some someone dude, who works there. I think uh, a uh, a state trooper who was coming on to me at a gay bar in Buffalo definitely bought me a drink at least one there time. There we go. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> I I want to say his name because it's such. It was a state it's trooper. Such, did he tell you? Oh yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> all right hey look this podcast I'm just gonna say his judge- first name the guy the guy's name was craig all right the guy's name is craig this, you this know, podcast was- is judgment free so yeah exactly yeah you know you, I'm, I'm out hanging with my lesbian friends we go to cathode ray in buffalo i don't think it exists anymore uh, five dollar big ass drink wow that that sounds like the nerdiest bar ever <laughs> the nerdiest bar well, it's called cathode um, ray yeah it was called cathode ray I mean, come on. <laughs> it was right. It was right around. It was right around the corner from Roxy's, which was the lesbian bar. So what we would do is we would go to Cathode Ray first, and then get five dollar this five dollar enormous mason jar of booze. You drink that, and then you you say, "Hey, Craig," and then you go to uh, and then you go to Roxy's and watch uh, the the lesbian strip teasers. That's a that's a Thursday night, and they would let you in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, like, curious. I'm curious. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, we we were all cool. My, uh, you know, my friends had a big had a big enough click where they were able to kind of, you know, they, they I was just like, I'm rolling with them. There a lot of yeah. interesting, a lot of interesting stories uh, out of there. I've seen, I've seen some things. And you know, what was weird is like I would always try to, I, I'd always bring some friends out. So two things would happen. One, uh. Anytime I would bring them to Cathode Ray, big ass drink night, they would always say that they can handle more than one big ass drink on big ass drink night. And <laughs> was that what it was I, called? It was called big ass drink night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was Mondays and Thursdays. That's what they would do. And they literally would just take like four liquors, tilt them upside down and just fill Ooh. this thing to the top. And then they'd like throw in like a little splash of fruit juice or something at the top of it. Right? Oh, this place is still open, by the way. Oh, great. Yeah, on Allen Street? I think it's on Allen Street. That, it is. Cathode Ray has been Buffalo's premier gay bar and nightclub for over 25 years. We are open okay. every day and feature video DJs playing all of your favorite pop and dance music videos every weekend. Yep. Let's see. It is on Allen Street. 26 Allen Street. So yep. shout out to Cathode I think, Ray. I think Roxy's is closed. I think that's the one that closed. Yeah. 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 Roxy's is probably closed. But is anyway. Roxy with an I-E or a Y? Y. I believe it was R O X Y apostrophe S. Let's see. Roxy's bar is not open. Doesn't look like it. Looks like it's close. What a shame. It's in Buffalo. Girls, girls, girls. Roxy's is now closed. Yeah. So I would, uh, so yeah, every person that I took there, uh, I have at least, uh, I think I took at least like three friends there. Oh, do you want to know why this is closed? (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) You know what? Go ahead. 
Uh, let me see if I can find that. Hold on for a second. Okay. Well, uh, while you're looking for that, I'll just explain yeah. that every person I took there, they tried to, they finished the first one. They're like, I can do a second one. Every single one of them threw up. Okay. First I'm, time. I'm, I'm second ready drink. Ready to read. Okay. Throw up. Yep. It's here. Ready to read. Tell Owner of Buffalo's Bar Roxy's pleads guilty to charges of grand larceny and petite larceny. This is from oh, that's cute. December 20th, 2012. Erie County District Attorney Frank A. Sedita announced that 41-year-old Julia Greenwood of 543 Plymouth, Buffalo, pleaded guilty to grand larceny in the fourth degree and petite larceny before county court judge Kenneth F. Chase. Uh, Greenwood admitted that on August 7th, 2012, she stole $4,480 from a key bank by writing phantom checks from an account at Citizens Bank and then depositing them into her key bank account and drawing off of them. Greenwood further admitted that as an owner of a Buffalo bar known as Roxy's, she used a credit card of a patron left at the bar to make personal purchases during a period of August 26, 2012 through August 30th, 2012. The ultimate loss was $818 was sustained by M&T Bank, which had issued the credit card. Sentencing is scheduled for March 6, 2013, and she got off with five years of probation. So this page is uh, basically, it's called lostwomenspace.blogspot.com, and it's going over the history of Roxy's. It closed June 23rd, 2013, and basically this place did not have a great reputation. <laughs> so unfortunately, no. this is currently the only lesbian bar in Buffalo. My personal rule, don't go here unless you're already drunk. Otherwise, you won't be able to deal with it. It's great oh, for those nights when you're... <laughs> it's great for those <laughs> nights when you're on a mission to just do shots and dance the night away, but stay clear any other night. The bathrooms are atrocious, the drinks are watered down, and the beer selection leaves much to be desired. Okay, you can basically least, say the bathrooms are atrocious in every Buffalo bar on Allen Street. That place is a mess. Pink last bar? But not least, holy shit. It's like someone just took a just kicked the wall and said, there you go. There's your stall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's a, <laughs> then the, I think one of the last things that happens is Buffalo police are investigating an early morning stabbing outside a club in Allentown area. A woman was taken to the hospital after she was slashed in the right eye. Yikes. Ooh. The police responded to the incident on Main and Allen streets outside Club Roxy's just after 2 a.m. Friday. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this place, apparently. Um, it's been this place has been acquired by a money manager and real estate investors who's shifting the property's focus toward the nearby Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus. Yeah. So the the other thing about Roxy is the other weird thing. So like I said, everybody always threw up after the first one, and then whenever I'd go to and then when, once I took them to Roxy's, I was like, yeah, we're gonna go. The lesbian strip teasers are there, and then we go, and it was like always something weird. It was a weird spin, and the one that always stands out to me is. The mustache part is the mustache night where all the girls were wearing mustaches, fake mustaches. And that was oh, very I, I thought, unexpected. I thought it was people growing their own mustaches. No, no. no. It was just like all these girls. And I just remember they had like this music video and they were like, mustache girls, music video. <laughs> I actually don't know. And I'm not going to even search to see if it's on YouTube or something like that. But <laughs> I'm searching. It, <laughs> I'm already down this rabbit hole. Mustache girls. Yeah. I, but it wasn't like through Roxy's themselves. It was the group of people that would come in to do the strip teasers. Yeah, like you see the stage here with the strip teasers. Oh my god, brighten the brighten the nostalgia. Um, oh, the, the the page I just sent you. Yeah, yeah, the page that I was reading from. Of yeah. wow, yeah, there's nothing that comes up from mustache. Wow, I've never seen Roxy. Than... I've never seen a picture of Roxy in daylight. It looks weird. <laughs> Does it look a little different? 
<laughs> looks really different. Yeah, there's quite a not, few videos on YouTube about women who are shaving their mustaches. So no, it's it's just mustache girls, and they were just like singing and dancing, and everybody's wearing mustaches. And my buddy's just like giving me these looks. Like, Look, man, it's not always like this. I promise, it's not like this every time. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this place looks. Uh, it looks like yeah. So you're this picture looks like Buffalo. I've been to yeah. Buffalo a few times in my <laughs> life because friend of the podcast. Anthony, he uh, his family is from Buffalo, so we used to spend Easter Easter break, spring break in Buffalo. Yeah, so I've been there maybe three or four times. Uh, yeah, it just felt like Detroit, but colder, <laughs> right? So it's like Detroit if Detroit was colder. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, the the one the one instance that I remember, there's another fun little side story that I also remember about Roxy's. It happened at Roxy's, and it was like in the in my group of friends. Then uh, they were telling us that they were telling me about the like one of them was like being uh, hit on or something by another girl, or she was telling us about her, and she's like, "Yeah, the, all she told me, all I heard about her is that she has a dildo in every color." And that was the fact about this person. So yeah. all I then pictured in my head was like that was before that was before it was cool. It was yeah, but that, time was it? I guess I didn't know there was a time where they weren't like cool. I didn't know they really had that kind of status. But anyway, all I really imagined was this girl walking around with like one of those trench coats, like they're like they're selling some goods, and they just open it up, and you just see a rainbow of dildos like on the, underneath on the side. As as so. you would do, <laughs> or as you would do. <laughs> but yeah. I, I imagine the merchant from Resident Evil Four. What are you buying? And then you just see like this rainbow of toys. You're like, oh, interesting. Every color. So, so, uh, yeah. So let's see. Yeah. So bringing it back to the topic on hand here. <laughs> yeah, do you sorry. have, do you have yeah. any other any other advice to Brittany besides? Just say you're pregnant. And don't go to any of these. Yeah, like, do, do, you, do you approach them? Because you still you still have to. Because there will be a, a point where you have the baby, and mm. then you're not pregnant, and guess what? This shit's still going to be around, and they're still going to be anti-vaxxers. So how so do you approach? So more generally so speaking, how do you approach anti-vaxxers in so your he, family? Here's my question, though: Are they anti-vax for COVID or anti-vax in general? Probably just COVID, I would assume. So I mean, that's a tough one, right? Because COVID. Oh in wait, general, maybe they are anti-vax because she also says this. You might also mention. So she's talking to me. They refuse to get the TDAP, which is the whooping cough vaccine. Yeah, that's a problem. So if you're not willing to get any vaccines, I can't have you touch my baby. And I think you would have to talk to your partner and say, look, if we have decided that we're going to vaccinate our baby, then these people can't be around until that happens for us. So I would make that hard stance. Now, I know that's easier said than done. It's a tough spot to be in. But if something happens, you will blame yourself until the end of time. So I personally say you'd kind of have to have that discussion with your partner first and see how they feel. And then you got to be a united front on that end that goes, look, man, nah, we're not going to have this. We can't have our kid getting the measles because you decide that you're just against vaccines. But that's the thing. A lot of people who are anti-vax now have been vaccinated. <laughs> that's the funniest part. Yeah, of all it's, of it's very specific yes. because we're in such a weird place of misinformation. Like the the most common one is, uh, it's too fast, so I don't trust it. Well, the COVID vaccine thing. I guess that's that's where I am because I'm like, can babies even contract COVID? 
They can. Yeah, I okay. think it's possible. But yeah, they again, also, I, I just don't know. But they the... apparently can also get the antibodies if you're um, like if you get it while pregnant, then the then the baby will also have. The yeah, antibodies. so the baby comes out the new generation who will get rid of COVID nineteen, and they will be around for COVID forty. Or COVID fifty, right? I don't want to think about it. Be well, uh, Spanish flu was a hundred years ago. Don't so. worry. By COVID fifty, we'll be we'll be how old we will be in our sixties. Yeah. So then we can uh, we right. say, you remember COVID nineteen? You know what? What we did for that? We all stayed inside, uh, and that's when the computer me. was here. Yeah. Protect yeah, me. Exactly. I'm the vulnerable now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't. It's a tough spot to be. I wouldn't in. talk I like that. I'd be talking more like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need. Give, give me the shot. I just want the shot. <laughs> Should be for everybody. Give me my universal health care. I wonder if I'd have it by that. Probably not. No. Uh, maybe America might collapse by <laughs> the rate we're going. It's a good so. point. Experiment might fail. Yeah. Yeah. Is is is, the, is America still considered the experiment? The American experiment? Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Like the great, great American experiment or something like Ugh. that. Slavery. That was a great experiment, huh? <laughs> Oh man! Somebody know. was saying I, I was they, there was something on CNN where they were talking. About, I guess the response to Joe Biden's speech was like, "We are not. We're not a racist country." It's like, well, <laughs> kind of, kind of are. We were like, kind of founded on the. You kind of showed <laughs> up and committed genocide. Like that yeah, was we the, kinda, that was the first thing you did. We kind of built the country based on all of the core principles of racism. Yeah. What all are we doing first? Them. First, we need to get, get rid of all the these. People. Yeah. First, we need to get rid of all these brown people. Second, we need to bring in all these other brown people and put them to work. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like it's, What's next? I don't know. We then need to say that our that we are supreme. Now let's <laughs> now let's talk about all our of our freedoms. Let's do that next, and we'll write it down to make sure everybody knows it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I've kind of like yeah, we kind of founded on that. Like that's kind of how we started. Yeah. It's a it's so. a dark dark history. But yeah. Well, yeah. look. Best of luck to Brittany. I yeah. wish her a, a happy and and healthy birth. But I do not envy her position. If you've got to deal with, because I I would say that me me and Alice are on the page of no the anti vax stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like that's just not going to happen. Even just so, like if you're anti vax, I would love for you just not to even be around me personally yeah. <laughs> it's like like i'm sorry but like vaccines and this is coming from an african-american who actually understands the history of the way that vaccines have been used to trick specifically african-americans into you know contracting horrible diseases and being used as test subjects to see what happens yep. i still like to think i believe in modern medicine and that vaccines on the whole are, are good yeah so yeah biggest holdouts on this one uh white republican men they're the biggest yeah. holdouts yeah and for whatever reason, and it's like, that's your boy. Your boy is the one who got these made. Like they were made under him. And he called it the and Trump vaccine. It, if that's what he it took, did. he took. Yeah. The first he didn't tell shot. anybody about it. <laughs> he didn't tell he's a anybody. fucking asshole. An asshole to the end. Asshole yeah. to the end. Yeah. Anyway. And now Joe Rogan is not helping. I don't listen to Rogan, by the way. I've been listening for years and uh, I'm kind of happy it, I don't. He really was it Spotify that did it for you. Was it Spotify that did it for well, you? Well, I would always, I kept subscribed and I would listen to him when there was guests on that I actually liked. And I was like, okay, well, I know the conversations with these people are going to be somewhat interesting or funny. Like if Bill Burr was on, for example, I'd, I'd listen to that. Um, but until th- but recently and then it was after he moved to spotify i guess because but it was already brewing before then where he was just becoming this like 
I don't know. He, it was just, it was just going in a direction. Where I was like, this is just kind of giving me the heebie jeebies and he's getting buddy, buddy, like promoting, propping up all these, uh, you know, like I don't mind. I'll listen to Republican voices. I'm, I consider myself, I'm an independent of course, but, um, you know, when he's talking about how great Dan Crenshaw is and, and he's moving to this state with, uh, with illegal marijuana and he, then like weed is a big part of his like main ethos. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to Texas because it's more free. No, you went to Texas because you didn't because you're not going to get taxed as heavily for the Spotify deal, which gave you a hundred million dollars. That's why you moved to Texas. Like, just yeah. don't lie. You're supposed to be this real dude. And you're just this, you know, you're just like a real dude, bro. Sorry. Yeah, I got, I'm trying to remember like you. You're the one that sort of told me to listen to Joe Rogan listened to a couple episodes, but there's something. There were times when he would say stuff that just didn't stick with me, and I was like, "I'm good." And then it was like, "Well, if there's maybe one or two people on, but yeah, I was never a bigger, I was never a long term listener of Joe Rogan because of this, because that's just kind of who he is, and that, that's who he's always been. It's just you saw the trajectory. Yeah, so I mean, he's always been this guy. He just maybe hit it by saying, "Oh, I'm just you know, it's just the way the conversational style of having a podcast is interesting." But that's now it's not you know. If you want to give him credit, he's one of the first people to really do this as a full time kind of gig, as in consistently pushing out podcasts. Oh, sure. I mean, the guy he was, and I guess still is, entertaining. But now his audience is clearly something. Something gets getting a bit dark. And when you have that engaged user base, he's like, it's not, he's not like Tucker Carlson. That's, that's another level, but you do have this guy who's basically saying, don't take the vaccine to people in their twenties. Oh, but even though that's been scientifically proven, take this list, don't do that. Even though scientists will say, do it because of all these reasons. Oh, but by the way, buy my shit on, on it.com, buy my nootropics. It's like, to, to yeah. like and I, and I people can't do that to, critical thinking yeah. to be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to listen to colored commentary, UFC comedian Joe Rogan. Not that that's to besmirch him, but that doesn't really make you qualified to give those kind of opinions. No, he's an, on he's an entertainer. Exactly. And I don't necessarily think he's an entertainer who, who obviously has a very powerful community around him. Yeah. And has grown that community to a point where he's very successful. So, like, good for him because he's been able to find a lane and stick to it. But that lane just wasn't for me, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. There's plenty of people that, you know, they change their sort of or they lean more into their brand or lean into things that make them more profitable. But it doesn't mean I necessarily have to keep paying attention to them. So, yeah, yeah. true. Anyway, that's not even anywhere relevant to the uh, to the news stuff that I have lined up. So let's get into some news, shall we? Sure. I've got three stories per usual, and they're, they're light. All right. We got we got some light ones here. So, uh, oh, and I think they're all in different places. Where is this company? I don't know. All right, whatever. I'll just give you this. All right. So we, I got a story about a uh, about a startup. I got a story about a hermit. And I got a story about uh a dating guy, a dater. We'll call it a dater. A dating Let's man. Let's just go in order. All right. That sounds pretty that good. That order already seems pretty good. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, this is actually sent to me by Chow uh, earlier today. And I thought, oh, this is, a pretty good, this is a pretty good story. Bumped out some of these other ones that I had. Something about robot dogs in New York City. So uh, if that was more enticing after I'm done with this, then I'm, I'm sorry. 
reading from the entrepreneur from entrepreneur.com. Startup company Iterable fires CEO for using LSD before meeting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Zhu, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, Z-H-U, claimed that he experimented with the drug to improve his focus. <laughs> Irritable Inc., a marketing startup, has fired its CEO, Justin Zhu, for microdosing on LSD before he attended a meeting held in 2019. Zhu had taken a certain amount of the drug as an experiment to help him focus better, he told Bloomberg on Tuesday. Launched in 2013, Iterable is a company that connects consumers with brands such as DoorDash and Zillow. It provides services that help marketers build relationships with customers, according to its website. In a letter to employees, the company didn't specify the reason for Zhu's dismissal and only mentioned that he had violated the Iterable's employee handbook, policies, and values. In the note, which was obtained by Bloomberg, Iterable co-founder Andrew Bonney, who replaced Zhu as the company's CEO, says that Zhu's behavior undermined the board's confidence in Justin's ability to lead the company going forward. Still, Bonney expressed his appreciation for Zhu, saying that the letter was a world-class innovator and critical thinker, and that his vision, creative creativity, and passion will remain a core of our culture. <laughs> Psychedelic drugs have long been controversial, even though some have argued that they improve mental health. Several leaders in Silicon Valley companies have admitted to taking them, according to Bloomberg. The late co-founder of Apple, Steve Jobs, for instance, previously told his biographer that taking L- that quote taking LSD was a profound experience, one of the most important things in my life. End quote. At least one psychedelic drug, MDMA, is currently in its third phase of testing by the FDA for PTSD treatment. Iterable is currently valued at around $2 billion, Bloomberg reported, citing data from research firm Pitchfork. Pitchbook. Jesus. Pitchfork is something very different. The startup didn't immediately respond to entrepreneur.com's request for comment on Jew's termination. I've never even heard of this company. I love that there's companies that you just never even heard of. And then how much are they worth? $2 billion. (laughs) In New Zealand, that's that's $30 billion. That's all the people. That's all the money all the money right there's five million people in new zealand <laughs> if you took these two billion dollars and gave it to all of us we could all stop working yeah yeah i don't think it's not worse though so what do you think what do you, what do you think i mean this dude this happened two years ago so a few things yeah one mm-hmm. he got fired because he, he violated company policy so regardless of what you think about the the use of psychedelics to 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 heal or to and you know um, expound upon creative ideas, whatever you want to take from the readings and the information that's been over the last, basically since the seventies, for all of these things. Sure. He violated a company policy that pretty much says you can't be doing drugs during the when you're at work, right? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. CEO or not, you got to fire this guy, right? So yeah. he's out. Good. Uh-huh. Second of all, though, like the idea of micro dosing a psychedelic drug to do what turn your two billion dollar startup into a three billion dollar startup he said like, focus he wanted to focus prove his focus sometimes you get you're busy you got to get all that money you're surrounded by ladies you're trying to you know i'll be like i gotta i gotta focus my attention on what matters here so you want to focus by Give me a little bit of lsd just a little I've, prob- bit. I've i've read quite a bit just on people doing this and this is totally this silicon valley nootropics like line of thinking right take all these pills that'll make you smarter it's mm-hmm. it's limitless right sure like they made a movie about it where it's sure like did. take this and a tv pill show and it makes you and a tv yeah. show 
yeah, it's like, take this pill and you'll be whatever. You'll be able to think clear. This is this. So I guess LSD is now one of these drugs that, you know, as it, as the article said, more people are trying this, but this guy messed up because the company that he's the CEO of that he helped founded for some reason, he didn't think to be like, you know, maybe we should leave the drug thing out of the policy. <laughs> so I, I guess my question is how did, how did they find out that he was doing this? I guess he said he did. I don't know. I mean, so, I so guess- he did it before. So he did it prior to a meeting, which again, which is another problem, right? Like you're in a meeting and what you start, hallucinating you start seeing things you start your mind is altered and i would assume that if he if he you know used marijuana before this meeting he'd also be fired right like i think the lsd is the salacious part of the headline but this dude is doing this before a meeting and someone must have said what were you on like what you were you were saying some stuff that you thought was this the most the smartest thing in the world to say and it came out as drooling gibberish and maybe that's what happened i don't know but it's totally uh, – it's a complete Silicon Valley, take these things and make you smarter, bro. And, yeah, this dude is starting to be fired. I don't have any sympathy for him. Don't take LSD at work. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty clear. Like, don't Make note, kids. Don't do LSD as well. Shouldn't be doing <laughs> any drugs at work. Like, we've, we've made it through thousands and thousands of years without you being off your face at work. I think if you want to if you want to improve creativity, improve creativity when you're at home, I don't really care what you do. But if I'm in a company and you're doing this before a meeting and I don't know what I'm going to get out of it because you don't really know either. Yeah. Right? Because this is it's a completely unpredictable, unfounded test for this. This isn't something in science because if it was, I'm pretty sure that there would be some form of this that someone would be marketing and trying to make money off of. Like, look, we've kind of did the science for for cannabis, right? It's actually really good for helping people with cataracts or diseases or stopping pain. And we're slowly getting to the point where it's legalization and its use is being less criminalized. Maybe we'll get here in 30 years with LSD or a short amount of time where everyone goes, well, this guy was onto something. But we're not there yet. If you're the CEO... Why not just change the handbook? That that's my point. Why did you let this in the handbook in the first place? Yeah, you, knew you were <laughs> going like, to do oh, it. Hey, like, hey I, let's you leave are the out. law at that point. Yeah, you're yeah, like, uh, like yeah, like if you're going to have it's like write something really specific. If you're going to have LSD, you cannot take. You can only be micro dosing a full serving. I guess I guess LSD is measured in servings, right? If you, <laughs> if you have I a guess, full serving yeah, I don't know of LSD yeah. shows my experience with this stuff. None of that. Yeah, like what cathode, constitutes right? a At least I was I wasn't yeah. invited to those parts of the, <laughs> the areas. No. Uh, but yeah, like if you you cannot be fired for doing LSD, you <laughs> you you can remain CEO. Um, here we go. I found the another article guy. on Euro News. Yeah. I was trying to find out like how they found out because I, when I saw he was fired because this was a meeting in 2019, I said, well, it's 2021. Is this old news? No, it's not old news. All this stuff was reported this week. Like this article from Bloomberg was Tuesday, literally this past Tuesday. So if, so it, what the hell happened? If they knew something was going on, then I want the story of like, how was he acting? How did they know? Well, you when know did they decide to investigate? Though. I'm reading this page. I'm reading this this uh, this ultimate guide to microdosing from the very first Google search, the third wave. Are you going to try it? Thinking and about it. So, <laughs> studies into the effects of microdosing LSD have remained few, and until last year, 
centered around self-reported research. In May 2019, the results of a double-blind study in the Journal of Biological Psychiatry focused on the acute behavioral effects of microdosing and found that single microdoses of LSD produced orderly dose-related subjective effects in healthy volunteers. And that threshold of... There's a dose here. There's some scientific dose number of LSD might be used safely in ingestion of repeated administration. So in other words, clinical research has proven that microdosing LSD is not a placebo. Mm. Um, Let's see. For those who have examined the research, perused testimonials from participants in the qualitative studies or tried microdosing firsthand, the results of the double-blind study are not a surprise. A recent survey of over 1,000 people from 59 countries who microdosed LSD for at least one week and up to four months found that these people reported elevated move, decreases in depression, increases in in energy and productivity, and adoption of better health habits. So how do you microdose LSD? Ideally, a microdose will not cause a substantial change in mood, disposition, or mindset. Instead, its effect will be subtle but present. For finding this balance with LSD, a typical microdose is somewhere between 6 and 20 micrograms. This is, a, this is equal to about 1 16th to 1 5th of a single tab. I don't know what a tab is. Uh, when microdosing with LSD on blotter paper, there are two methods to prepare a microdose, cutting or volumetric. The cutting method is exactly what it sounds like, cutting a blotter paper into smaller doses with an X-Acto knife or scissors. The drawback for this method is lack of precision. Obviously, the size of your <laughs> dose may vary. The oh, no, it's not method. micro anymore. Yeah. <laughs> The volumetric method is, and th- maybe this is what happened. Maybe this guy was on something. You've stepped out of the board. Yeah. You've stepped out of the boardroom and into the void. <laughs> Here yeah, we go. So maybe he he was sitting there with an ex- with some scissors and cut off a little too much, and his microdose was a macro dose, and he was on a different planet. Uh, the volumetric method is more precise. It involves submerging a full tab into distilled water and taking a small measured quantity um, of the water to microdose. To do this, drop a 100 UG tab into 10 milliliters of distilled water or alcohol, leave it for a day, keep it in the dark. Once it's become fully off the tab, the one milliliter of liquid containing the 10 UG of LSD. You can store the liquid in the fridge and it should last for months. So, yeah. So, I mean, what are we going to do when it comes to find out in 5, 10 years that this is totally a legit thing to do and we legalize LSD for micro dosage using? Are we going to be the fools in this? Because we might be. Yeah, it's, po- it's very possible. Look, I mean, these things have happened. Look at all the people in jail for uh, for uh, weed, and now that's legal. Yeah. You got to yeah. let them all out. You got to let them out. Yeah, it's crazy. So look, I mean, I again, like for me, it's like if you have a company policy telling you, if you have a company policy right now saying don't use marijuana and you use marijuana and you get fired, yeah, I got no sympathy for you. Follow the handbook. Exactly. Um, my, when it comes thing, to that, because you're yeah. working for a company. Now, whether or not a law is just in the real world, I've got different opinions on some of these things. If you really don't believe in a law, ah, you know, morally, if you don't leave. follow it, that's your own code leave the country. Or, or leave, yeah. <laughs> which is why I'm in New Zealand. Because or do it anyway <laughs> and be cool. Cool yeah. people break the law. And don't get caught. But in this yeah. case, <laughs> it's a private company that you helped start and wrote the handbook. So if you can't follow the rules of a private, and this is the whole freedom argument that Republicans seem to not understand. If you can't follow the rules for the company that you work for, then don't work for that company. Right. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm sure this dude's fine. I'm sure he's fine. I mean, the fact that the investigation lasted, I'm assuming that's what happened. Someone's like, you know, uh, this guy's, uh, Mr. Zhu's looking a little off kilter this week. You know what it was? Look, we're talking about Silicon Valley here, right? 
I guess. I have no like, idea. It does. It like, never actually says co- where this like, is. Like, come on now. You know this guy has been doing this for a while. I lived in San Francisco long enough to know when all these bros go out to the bar and all stand around a bunch of other bros, he's probably like, dude, I totally do micro dosing, man. You should try it. Yada, yada, yada. Someone got wind of it, floated this to the other to the other co-founder and was like, you know, he's micro dosing, right? And they had one meeting that didn't go well. And this guy had been planning this ouster. This is something out of Game of Thrones, like at Silicon Valley, right? And he wants the whole piece of the pie instead of half. And he didn't really like this guy. So let's find a way to get him out, do this investigation. Oh, he's been microdosing LSD, even though he's probably known that he's been doing this forever. Yeah, they're in San so, Francisco. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Never heard of this company in my life. Anyway, it's wild. Sorry, Justin. Yeah. I'm sure you'll uh, find. But look, in sure. 10 years, you might be a pioneer. Hopefully, uh, you find a new lane. <laughs> Because yeah, absolutely. You'll be one of these, Fine. yeah, you know, use that money, lobby, and make it legal, and then be like, I if, was, it was unjustly fired. I was ahead of the curve, and then go into that meeting also on LSD microdose. If it's found to actually be useful, and they legalize it, would you partake in the microdosing of LSD? No, I, it's like it's the same thing with the weed thing. Like even even with weed being legal, I have no interest in smoking weed. But I will say that now that it is more. I guess it is going to be legal in New York. And I and now that I'm like walking around the city bar, I was in the office a few days this week. Uh, I smell weed a lot more than ever before. That's so, what California was when I we went back for when I went to the Visual Effects Society Awards. It was the first month that they had legalized marijuana in California. Oh, so it's going to be like and you smell it everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm Potent. a similar. I'm probably a bit more liberal than you are on those on those things, but I feel very similar. I don't feel the need to. Now, again, if it's if it's found to actually have some actual health benefits, as in pain relief and that type of stuff, I would say that's the stuff that interests me more as I sure. get older. Yeah. Because yeah. the more that I play hockey, the more that I realize, oh yeah, my body is going to quit on me someday. <laughs> like it's you got totally those old bones. Yeah. You feel yeah. you feeling the old bones. I'm feeling the knees and the sh- like. It's just oh, like, mm. you know. So yeah, yeah. You're bu- you're built. You know what the problem is? You hit, you're hitting the gym too much, so you're building up your upper body too much, and all that stuff is. is wearing on the knees. You gotta yeah, stop working out. You know, you yeah. Don't do that so much. It's a bad maybe. bad habit. That's why. Yeah, I, that's maybe. what I do. That's why I don't do it. It's the <laughs> only reason why I don't do it. <laughs> don't question it. All right. Next story. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this one, um, but I, I definitely saw some uh, articles about it. It was floating around this week. And uh, Bill Burr actually ended up talking about it, too. But here we go. It's reading from People.com. I don't know if I've ever read an article from People.com, but here we are. I mean, the magazine you see at the grocery store. I mean, the magazine that I see at, uh, at my family's house in the bathroom. Because, uh, yeah. Anyway, Italian hermit who lived alone on idyllic island leaving after 32 years. From the from the subtitle, quote, I hope that someone can protect it as well as I have. And quote, Moro Morandi said of Budali, the Mediterranean island he has called home for years. Here we go. After more than three decades of calling the small Italian island of Budali, or Budali, I guess I said home, Moro Morandi is being forced to leave its pink sanded shores. Morandi 81 has been the caretaker of the island off the coast of Sardinia since 1989. That year, he helped. He had he had stopped at Budeli, at Budeli. I don't know how the hell to say that. On his on his clearly on his way to the South Pacific, when his when his catamaran broke down, the Guardian reported, and decided to stay after learning that the caretaker at the time was retiring. 
The story has inspired his nickname as Italy's Robinson Caruso. Now, Mor- Morandi is deciding to leave after five after five years of being threatened with eviction by local authorities. In 2016, the island's private ownership went bankrupt, and the land eventually became public after back and forth between a potential New Zealand buyer and the Italian government. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Your people. The situation prompted the situation prompted a change.org petition for for Mirandi to be able to stay. Quote, I have given up the fight, and quote, Mirandi, who has been living in a former World War II shelter on the island, told The Guardian this week, quote, after 32 years here, I feel very sad to leave. They told me they need to do work on my house, and this time it seems to be for real. End quote. The La Madeleine. Madalena National Park authorities have pla- have plans to turn the Budali into an turn Budali into an environmental education destination, according to the Guardian. Morandi won't be moving far though. He's going to live on La Madalena La Madalena and said that his day to life won't be too different. Quote, I'll be living in the outskirts of the main town, so we'll just go there for shopping and and the rest of time keep my keep myself to myself end quote. He told the Guardian, quote, my life won't change too much. I'll still see the sea, end quote. Quote, I hope that someone can protect it as well as I have, end quote, he said of his beloved Budalai. 81 years old, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of seems what happened, right? Like, they told this guy to get out. Yeah. Yeah, this poor so, guy. Seems like a nice island. Is there island, a picture of this island? In this article? Uh, there's like this video here. You can. Uh, I'm interested to see what this island looks like because maybe it is just like it's, it's this perfect paradise. And oh shit! Don't click that link. Guy. Don't click that link. Oh no, that's right. I link. won't. Never mind. That's right. Is it? Sorry. I thought okay, I sent you, you that. Give me yeah, a virus. Thought, no, I thought I sent you the third. Uh, I thought I sent you the third uh, story, which I really. Yeah, I don't want to spoil that one. Okay. Yeah. So the, yeah, yeah, this guy like looks like he's lived on an island. Looks like he's lived on an island for a long time. He's been sun kissed as the yeah. As, as he's, the uh, he's, he's quite bronze. I mean, this place looks beautiful. Yeah, it's um, really nice. So you yeah, can't like, where's eighty one years old? You couldn't just let him die on the island. I just would have left. Yeah. Him. Like yeah, the he's video. made it Came this far chance, since nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, he's made it thirty years on this island. Yeah, just leave him alone. He built solar panels for power. Like he's just kind of doing his thing, and obviously, you know, some. Some greedy investor now wants him out so they can do something with this island. And I just would have let him be. But he's 81. If he makes it another 20 years, it'd be a miracle. Just let him let him hang out here. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but he just wants to be alone. He just wants to be in peace. And now you're adding this, this to his life. Come on, man. Just yeah, because this island looks thing. beautiful. It's, Plus, it's it like a part cool. of... As a part of the educational system, you know, if you want to make it an education tour, be like, cool, look at this dude. Look at how this guy lives on this island without any civilization. Look at all the shit he's doing. You know, yeah, don't, this don't guy, I'm watching him. this, I'm watching this video, and this guy says he, he basically reads in the winter. He reads 30 to 40 books every winter. God. And he says that his only friends are books because they never betray you, and they're always there for you. I mean, you couldn't just let this guy be. Oh, like, my God. It's so sad. <laughs> So yeah, sad. like he says, there are people that come in the summertime, but really he just kind of wants to be left alone. So he's he picked up botany, he's doing all this stuff, and is he's just looking? Yeah, I mean, like he's looking at this beach, and this water is beautiful. It's like beautiful, that real idyllic blue color. Um, guy, yeah, I feel this, bad for this guy. Like the this fact guy that he definitely just this guy alone. definitely had his heart broken. He's at forty nine. He ends up here, and he's like, absolutely, yeah, I'm ready to befriend some books. 
It's like the ultimate incel. <laughs> yeah. This guy. So you don't know this what's what happening. This is what they used to side. do. And now they go on the internet and get radicalized and, and pick up weapons. When before, they used to just come to islands and, you know, make Yeah, because you know why? Because Ohio doesn't look like this. That's the problem. Yeah, this guy's saying, he's like, yeah, I didn't want to. He said, I put up two gates so that no one can enter. I didn't want to see anyone. And then I realized that I was the only one seeing this beauty and he felt selfish. Yeah. And so that's why he was sort of, he's like, I kind of sit here and I think. So, yeah, some some woman, who's the woman that broke this dude's heart? Where, where is she? Maybe she's gone and maybe that's what you can finally go back. Maybe she's back in the investor. Said he was never ill in 29 years. I told seen. you I'd find you. Oh, no. Oh. I told you I'd end you. <laughs> I told you you'd never be happy, you and your fucking bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get out. Oh man, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting it seeing interesting. Uh, seeing this story. We don't need to dwell on it, but yeah, yeah, just thought it was a cool little story. Sad story, but you know, I guess he's gonna be all right. Just be alone somewhere else. But yeah, hell of a view. It's a beautiful beach, beautiful island. All right, let's go to the last story here. Let's talk about this guy. I think um, I think you're gonna like it. This is a uh, reading from the Daily News, New York Daily News. 39-year-old man dated 35 women to collect birthday presents. Wow. A Japanese man is accused of dating nearly three dozen women in order to collect as many birthday presents as possible. Takashi Miyagawa, 39, was arrested in my favorite city, Osaka, Japan, for allegedly defrauding at least 35 women by telling them he wanted a serious relationship, according to Japan Today. <laughs> Wait, is that defrauding, though? But continue, please. And I'll send you a picture of the guy, because uh, this is a great this is a great picture of him from the article. Um, <laughs> Miyagawa, whose alleged scam is believed to have <laughs> netted nearly... How much money do you think he's collected in cash and gifts? <laughs> Between 35 well, women? Let, well, let, okay. Well, let me let me skip that sentence and I'll just go. He reportedly works part-time. I'll finish this and then you can go back and guess. Report, I'll give you some more context. Reportedly works part-time and has no fixed address. His birthday is November 13th, though the alleged scammer is said to have told a 47-year-old woman he recently dated that his special day was February 22nd. Uh, and he's going after That's older the, women, too. my sister's oh. It was in February that some of Miyagawa's alleged marks formed a victim's association and went to police with their stories. One victim came forward claiming the supposed birthday boy told her the big day was in April. Another target believed his birthday was in July. Miyagawa reportedly met at least some of his victims while working as a showerhead salesman. Japanese. <laughs> that's very specific. <laughs> very specific. How do you do that? Like this is what? I didn't see a showerhead shop. That means you go like door to door. Anyway, Japanese news station MBS News confronted him in January before criminal charges were filled in footage posted. But to YouTube last week, Miyagawa was seen running away from a reporter and a cameraman. Japan Today said online commentators marveled over all the coordination that must be involved in dating so many so many people and keep dates straight. Others noted he must be a good salesman. One comment called him an, quote, awful person, end quote. <laughs> now, 
how much in total, I'm assuming based on the sentence, it says nearly how much money. So think of a round number in cash and gifts did Miyagawa receive? So I'm going to do this practically 35 women, let's say about 500 average per woman. I'm going to say (laughs) $17,000. No, (laughs) that's wrong. $1,000. Oh, that's it? I mean, do this guy have to be arrested for $1,000? Like, come on. Now, now, hold on. Now, you know, I did, I did all this, I did all this praising of women early in the podcast. (laughs) If, if this was on, if this was on the other foot, if this was a woman who had done this. Yeah. Do you think we'd be reading this article? No, no, definitely, definitely right. Not, because no. like, why these thirty-five women? So he based. They're mad that he basically said, "Hey, I want a serious relationship." They bought him a gift, and then he ghosted him and went on to the next one. And then they started a support group, and they went to the police, and the police arrested him. I don't think he should be arrested for this. I think this is. Does it make him a good person? Absolutely not. No. But at the same time, the guy wanted birthday presents, so he got him. Yeah, thousand dollars total. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. There is a video of them, them like trying to chase this dude down the street on this article. Yeah, I'm watching it now. I'm watching the video and he's got the mask on and this guy is trying to, he's got the thing in his this face. Re- and he's, this reporter is like, he's on the move with him. He's trying to get yeah, all up in him. Damn. S- slow motion, trying to get his face and him taking yeah. pictures with these women. I don't, I think this dude, look, it, it's a scumbag thing to do. Absolutely. But I also don't think he should be arrested for this. That's a little, that's a, that's a little too much. Yeah. I don't even know what the crime is exactly. Like, I, it's fraud, but like, how is that? Like, what is it? Like, what? But you gotta, you gotta yeah. break it down, right? You gotta, you gotta break down to what the actual thing. What is the illegal part that he did? Because is it illegal to tell somebody that your birthday is the wrong day? Apparently, it is. And if they get you a gift, then but is it is it is it legally required to give somebody a gift only on no, their birthday? That's what I mean. This like, is all what choice is the illegal based part on. Here? I guess the illegal part is telling is wrong birthday it's like you're kind of shitty and yeah you yeah. should have carded him i guess to find out when the actual birthday was like what well, i don't know or hey what did you part ways with let's see the average gift then one that what i say 35 people 35 yeah, 35 women. Women. so yeah one that they obviously he obviously didn't get the same one twice because they would be like wasn't your birthday in it's like no no, no. so the average gift was then uh 28 dollars Come on, come on. 20, who the hell is like, he cost me $28. Now, granted, you're talking yen, so it really equi- equates to like 2,850 yen. Free but Takashi. Again, free him. Free him. <laughs> free Takashi. Is he in jail? I guess he I was arrested. Not. Might be. He was arrested. But yeah, this guy, this man on the street interview, this guy's getting real pushy. He like cuts him off and they're looking at these women like this is some serious investigation. I mean, like he's not Deshaun Watson. <laughs> like, let's be easy now. Like he's not, you know, he's not having people come over to his house for massages and then, you know, coercing them into doing sexual things to him. This guy just wanted a birthday present and he just happened to realize like, you know, if I change the day of my birthday, I get more presents. Yeah. You know what it is? It's um, it's also the addition of how of how it works in Japan, like the way relationships go. And, you know, we learn about it a lot where after you're over a certain age. So he was manipulating these women Vulnerable over that women, s- single women of a certain age. We'll yeah, say. this guy's chasing him. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I was like, chasing like, him down the street. And this yeah. guy's trying to run. I mean, this guy, he also does not run like a like a man that is a master scammer. Yeah. He he kind of he's got this little weird shuffle, then they've got pictures of him in a restaurant eating, like with a spy camera. Yeah, I I just don't like Takashi just wanted he needed a little love and he just wanted some extra birth birthday presents. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he did after the birthday? Like what do you think would have happened the next year? You think he took cook took tabs on all these women? No, I think he I think he thirty five 35 women. I don't think you're managing 35 women simultaneously. No, because I think even... you tell them the birthday, you get the gift, you drop them. Yeah, thanks. It was too cheap. Yeah, Next. thanks for the gift. I'm out. <laughs> that's what happened. Maybe it was a test. So that's why they're upset. He. It's not like he had 35 girlfriends that he was managing. He had 35 women that gave him gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, free Takashi. That's how I feel. Yeah, so I don't think I, you should be locked up for this. You should be ostracized by your friend group, and it should be you know have a Facebook group that says "Don't date this man" because his birthday is not the day you think it is. He always changes his birthday. That's fine, but jail like but like to lock him up and chase him down the street for this—that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I so I sent the article to Brittany, and her response was, "Well, wow. Well, how long do you have to date someone to get a birthday present?" Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. My response was, I think it's variable, but probably more of a question of how big of a gift you give that's based on time. Like a birthday gift could be you get a round of drinks. So and then she pointed out there was the, the, the sum of only a thousand, about a thousand dollars. Yeah. So I, said, was yeah in, I mean, it checks yeah. out. Yeah. He was getting drinks. He was getting dinner. Someone gave him dinner. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think you get someone a birthday gift kind of the time that you're in a relationship. I don't think if you were in a relationship even for a month and someone's birthday is coming up, I think you would still get them a gift. And you're right. Like, what would that gift? If it's a month, maybe you pay for dinner, right? Yeah. Like, if it's if it's so many years, maybe it's something bigger. But I think that depends on the person, depends on the relationship. Maybe he was trying to, maybe it backfired and he's just like, <laughs> he said he was kind of expecting more, you know, some action, right? He's like, oh, you know, it's my birthday next week. So we should, we should go out then as well. You know, come on, let's, let's do now something I guess fun. That's a, and then, and then yeah. they show up with a $25 trinket and he's like, God damn it. This isn't now, what I, I mean, wanted. Look, that's <laughs> an interesting question. I'm going to take this to a little darker place. Now, if there was, if there was a sexual encounters involved in this. Yeah. And you were being lied to about the 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 circumstances on when you might decide to take this to the next level. Yeah. Could that be a criminal act? Because I would say that you've got a better case there. Yeah, I would. But right? at the same time, it's a matter of it's it, there. There would still have to be that. Con- I would still assume it's consensual. Like if it was not, then, yeah, that's something else. But at that point, you're, the deception is still there, and you and I, my my question would still be: What is the illegal part about it? Is it more scummy because you're you're preying on the opportunity? Yeah, but you're still you're, the other party would still be agreeing to the act at that point. They go like, "Oh, it's your birthday. Yeah, I'll do something special for you." But it's a really weird notion. It's like, look, it's the second date, it's the third date, whatever your line is. To say yes or no to something like that or give a gift, not give a gift. This is why I'm not a birthday person because it's just another fucking day. Do, nobody feels any different on their birthday than they did the day before if it wasn't for the fact that you had this expectation of 
getting a, a stream of texts from family members you only speak to twice a year. Once to text them happy birthday and once to receive a text happy birthday. That's it. Other than that, just another day. It's part of the reason why I took my birthday off of Facebook. Mm. Yeah, I don't know when your birthday is. I'm sorry. Yeah, that which is which is fine with me. I yeah. don't again, like I'm old, right? Like it's fine. I've got a birthday. I was born at some point this year. But those who really know me, <laughs> send me a nice little message. It's fine. Those who don't, it's fine. I don't hold it against you. Happy birthday. Just like birthday. for your birthday, sure, I didn't birthday. send you a message because your birthday is some point in April. Yeah, you sent it to me like two days later. You're like, oh, I yeah. guess happy birthday. I'm like, yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, care. right? Like, I'm not on Facebook. I We know each other well enough. It's fine. I don't take offense yeah. to it. But, you know, I know Alice's birthday. That's an important one. <laughs> so there's like two birthdays. <laughs> yeah. My family's birthday. I know their birthday, right? There's important birthdays you got to know. And there's other birthdays that you just don't. And it's fine. Yeah. And if it's the first, second, if it's first, second, third date and it happens to be somebody's birthday, who gives a shit? Now, really if this dude was using this to get women to sleep with him, ah, Takashi, I don't know if I can free you. We're not making <laughs> assumptions just, on Takashi. He might just wanted these $25 gifts. He might just wanted I think to he see just what wanted he gifts. I think he just wanted some free meals. And you know Possible what? That's a, that's, that, that, that's, a big, that's a big brain move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not going to get any better than that. So we'll move on. Um. I'm gonna skip reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish because I just I'm just not motivated at this point. <laughs> okay, politics sucks. <laughs> uh, if if something comes up, like I mean that that would be a good point to because keep in mind it's reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. So only like part of it is the half of it is politically themed. The other could be any sort of blackish you know, or Jewish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can find some blackish stories. I can find some Jewish stories. I found a story about a Jewish stampede in Israel, but it killed forty people. And I'm like, that's too dark. We're not going to talk yeah, about that's that. Too dark. That's awful. Too dark. Too dark. Oh, Got that wow. alert yesterday at like eleven o'clock at night when walking back from hockey. I was like, Ooh, Jesus, what the hell? I don't. I don't know. Also, calling it a stampede, I was like, all right, what animals stampeded a synagogue in Israel? That I'm like, oh no, this is a stampede of people. There's just too many people. Anyway, let's jump into some media therapy. We'll keep it light. We'll keep it light. Who? Let's start with the question, as always. Who is older? Terry Crews or Paul Giamatti? Hmm. Hmm. It's a good one, right? It is a good one. Terry Crews of Flint, Michigan. But I didn't realize he was from Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Terry Crews, a former NFL player, mm-hmm. in shape. But Terry Crews looks like he's he's older, right? Terry Crews has about four or five kids. I'm going to say Terry Crews is 55 years old. Mm. So I'm going to say Terry Crews is older than Paul Giamatti. I hope Terry Crews listens to this and gets offended. Terry Crews is one year younger than Paul oh, Giamatti. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed that he was older. That's a good one. Obviously, That's a really good you just one. did. But, I, but man, like, <laughs> I think Terry Crews looks great. And Terry Crews has looked the same forever no, he looks great now don't get me wrong he looks great but he looks like an older guy his face just looks older because he's he is older but i'm surprised that paul is older than him i would have thought he was older so yeah okay yeah because huh. Ter- terry cruz lived a, a lot of lives i think right like he's lived a full life yeah he's also he was addicted to porn is that true yeah 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 he, he talks about it immensely about how he 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 found a way of not you know how how much it was controlling his life and all this was fairly within the last five ten years where he kind of went down this big 
Oprah-esque tour to explain the dangers of pornography. It's very interesting. Very interesting to read from Terry Crews. So yeah, Terry Crews is great. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. That's that's probably one of the best ones we've had so far. There you go. Well, I do try. Hopefully uh, the one that I forewent for this episode, we will uh, I'll throw that to you next week and see if that one's any better. Anyway, what have, uh, what have you been watching? What have you been, uh, did you watch the Oscars? I did not watch the Oscars, but I do want to talk about the Oscars. Okay. Um, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? I watched about? all of the Oscar movies except for one. Which one? Can you guess which one I couldn't make it through? <laughs> Nomadland. No, I made it through Nomadland. I made all right, it hang on. Let me, look, let me look at the list again then. Yeah, Oscar, look at the list. Best picture. I'm going to give you two more chances. You used your first chance. You've got two more to try to get it. Okay. Well, I know you watched The Father. Yes. And I know you watched Sound of Metal because you really liked it. Yep. You couldn't I make did. it through Mank. Yeah, Mank, dude. I couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> do it. We started it. I made 20 minutes in. And you were the one that was telling me, like, oh, it's great. Dude, that movie was... I've never watched something more boring in my life. It's a talkie. I don't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't care about it. I really like Gary Oldman. I just couldn't do it. So I'm happy that Mank didn't. Mank was nominated for all this crap. I'm happy. I knew Mank wouldn't win. I told you about I'm Mank happy that I didn't yeah. really understand. Did you? Yeah. So, but wait. So you made it through everyone except for that one. Yes. Okay. What did you think of the winner, Nomadland? It's about as predictable as a win as you can think of. I'm going to say these things because this is the way Hollywood thinks, right? Mm-hmm. You got a movie about, you know, about America at its core, right? the 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 story is basically Frances McDermott's character. She is a she is a widow who lived in a town all of her life, where her husband and her worked at this factory. Her husband died. The factory closes and moves on. So she is in a city in the middle of the Midwest somewhere that you know is now a dying city. It's now dead. And so she decides to basically do the van life thing that all the millennials are doing on YouTube. So she buys a van, lives out of the van, and drives around doing jobs seasonally. And it sort of is explaining how America is changing, right? The areas, I mean, look, someone who lives in Detroit, Detroit was 2.5 million people in the height of the 60s, the 50s and 60s in the automobile industry. And then everything starts to change and you see cities die off and people leave and what happens to these forgotten people. So yeah, that's a story that Hollywood goes, oh man, this is, you know, this is where I'm from. This is it's it's all of that nonsense. And the other thing I'm gonna say, and I don't want to discredit the director at all, but Hollywood has made a point to try to recognize more minorities. Mm-hmm. And I am happy that Chloe Zhao, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. got the win for best director. But I think I would love to see movies about actual Asian experiences from her, given how unique a position she's now in for being best best director and best picture of this. But Hollywood is trying to get more minorities. Let's get this is a movie that we like and we'll give it to her. And that's how I see it, because to me, this was not the best movie. It was nowhere near the best movie. It just looks boring. I've never been less interested in seeing a movie than Nomadland. And again, it, it was fine. It was an average movie about America to me, um, which is why I'm just like, you shouldn't get awards about making kind of like for making movies that pander to the Oscars. You shouldn't be awarded for that. You should be awarded for doing, again, for me, I really like Sound of Metal. Like the fact that Sound of Metal only won for best sound, which to me was like, if you, like it's no brainer. That movie was really well done and it was different. 
Mm-hmm. It was completely different from the rest of these films. That to me was the best picture, the best movie I had seen last year. Um, I like Trial of the Chicago Seven, but man, Aaron Sorkin, dude, you've got to <laughs> calm down on the on the on the exposés and the like the way that people talk to each other. He just can't help himself. Every single thing he does, it's like this. We're gonna talk back and forth. I'm gonna have the perfect response for everything you say because I'm I'm sitting here writing these dialogues of the way people never talk in real life, and it's just who he is, and he can't. And yeah, it was fine. I enjoyed it. Right, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it had no business winning anything. Really, it was just fun. It was fun. Well, good watch. news, it didn't. So there you go. Yeah. Were you surprised that um, I know you said Anthony Hopkins? Like you really, yes. you really like the father. You. I so. told you this. I told yeah, you this, but I didn't I, think I thought they would give it to uh, Chadwick. Anthony Hop, you should watch The Father. It's one of the most devastating movies I've ever watched. And I don't That's like not people, a sell line. People use that word. It's this movie's devastating. Like, but no, watching this, like, it shows you how like getting old is awful. And getting old with dementia. Why is would I want to watch he, this? I don't want to watch des- this. He deserved to watch. He deserved to win this award. I mean, look, everyone loves Chadwick Boseman, but that would have been more of a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is not his best performance. It is Black, Black Panther is. I would argue, and I would argue, even in Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I know, I know, movie, I know. Right, but I'm just. Saying, I keep saying I this. And I like, and again, I don't want to disparage Chadwick Boseman, but he played Jackie Robinson. He played Thurgood Marshall. Chad- yeah, Chad you should. He, he was something. great at Marshall. Marshall's a really fun. Movie. Yeah. So for me, that's the like, but not this, right? And then Gary Oldman, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, Riz Ahmed. For me, again, I really liked that movie, but Anthony Hopkins to me was by far and away the 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 best the best actor for this year. So yeah, there was no major surprises from me really um in seeing all these movies most of this other than no man land winning best picture i think the rest of these were pretty spot on but it's also very it's it's what they're doing now like it's kind of these are awards that people in hollywood give to each other so you know it's not going to be the movies that we all like no man land's going to win because that movie speaks to the you know the core of the of the people voting on the movies so worst uh ratings for the oscars in yeah, many, I didn't many watch years. It. Yeah, I, I didn't either. watch it. Apparently, it was weird. Like they didn't play the movie clips, and it was like, yeah, there was some they weird. Like they were playing five, three or yeah. five minutes. Like they didn't play anybody off, so they let everybody make this long ass speech. And uh, they also all the all the musical performances were all done before the show instead of yeah. during. And by the way, great performance by uh, I did watch the one from um, what was it. Fire Saga, the oh the Eurovision movie, so uh, yeah, which is a great song. So I, I did watch that, but the but I think the more important reason why the ratings were so bad is because the it wasn't. I don't I don't mean it just wasn't an exciting year for movies. Like movies were a lot of people watched it in mass quantities, but I think more people were watching TV on Netflix and things like yep. that streaming. It just didn't have that appeal. There wasn't the big pop. There wasn't anything to get super excited over. It's just been a super weird mo- year for movies to the point where there wasn't even 10. Like they've had up to 10 nominations for best movies of the year and they yeah. didn't even find 10 of them to nominate. There weren't enough How movies How is that possible? And there was just yeah. nothing that exciting. And the ones that were there, it was like a lot of pandery stuff. So well, and to be fair, it's tough. We were in the middle of a global pandemic. Absolutely, so that, I'm not so going to ever year where yeah. it's a little rough. This one makes sense. So yeah, sure. as far as I'm concerned, fine. I stand um, by the where best movie I think I saw this year was the um, the personal history of David Copperfield. Uh, granted, I didn't see a lot of movies this yeah. year, but that was one that I did heavily enjoy. 
Yeah. Did you watch it? I did not. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told you to check it out. You don't watch it. Still haven't watched it because I was trying to get through these movies. And God, make I mean, Jesus, can we stop making this movie? Can we stop <laughs> making this movie about about old white guys making you know whatever the greatest movies of all time? Just enough, enough. I don't want to ever see Mank or anything like Mank again. Okay. No more. Okay. Then don't watch what the hell? Don't watch RKO two eighty one. No. That is the. That's where uh, Liev Schreiber plays Orson Welles, and it is actually actually the making. It's like basically the other side of Mank. Oh, I can't do it. Just enough. Like just let those movies live on their own. Like it's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I I have I did start watching something this morning that's very interesting. Okay. Have you heard about Yusuke? I've read that in like lines in like headlines about IG on IGN. There's uh, they, it keeps coming up, but I don't know what it is. What is it? So it's a, so Netflix has started to make an anime, which uh-huh. is very controversial for a lot of people who are big anime fans, right? I would say I'm probably in the middle of the road. If it's very good, I'll watch it, but I'm not someone who's sitting here every weekend watching anime. It's just whatever. Like some of them are just a little weird. Sure. Um, but this specifically is one of these Netflix produced animes. That is, that's got Lakeith Stanfield as the voice. And it's basically the story of, and I think the guy who's created it is one of the guys that created the Boondocks and Black Dynamite, I believe. So it's a story about, about this, you know, about this African samurai, um, about, you know, 16th century Japan and sort of the first African samurai. And it's only six episodes. So I have two episodes in 30 minutes a piece. Um, it's very interesting. I've just kind of enjoyed it for what it is. Um, the music's very good. The music is done by Flying Lotus. Um, it's something that just kind of caught my eye and I started watching it. So yeah, it's, a it's it's done in the style of regular anime and they sort of talk about, oh, you know, this African can't be a samurai and sort of all the stuff that you would expect for some of this. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And yeah, so if you're into any type of anime or if you want to watch something that's a little different, I highly recommend Yusuke. It's been fun to watch. It's only six episodes, so I've got four left, which is what, two hours? Um, oh. So yeah. oh, they're only 30 that's minutes. Kind of, only 30 minutes. Only 30 minutes, and there's only six episodes. Oh, so. wow. Cool. Yeah, it looks interesting. Check it out. Looks dope. That's something quick. I can get into that. Yeah, there cool. you go. That's it. That's it. Um, I finished watching Invisible last night, or Invincible, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also great. So I've been watching a lot of cartoons. <laughs> watching a lot of cartoons. Just a man watching cartoons. Uh, Invincible, that last episode of Invincible was, I mean, J.K. Simmons is terrifying. Just, I mean, like, for all the way from, um, what was the what was the drum movie? Like, he's, there's something Whiplash, about that from dude. From Whiplash, yeah. Yeah, there's something about that dude that when he's, he probably has the best upset voice or the, the like the pure rage. He's got that deep of acting, that deep voice. Yeah, he's amazing. There's something so about it that is terrifying, and he is great in this. And so is Stephen Yoon and Sandra Oh. There's a bunch of really good actors just lending their voice to this thing. And this thing is probably the most violent cartoon I've ever watched. I'll, I'll so here, here's some spoilers. This is that J.K. Simmons basically destroys a train using the body of his son. Nope. <laughs> great. So that's the spoiler. He basically runs through a train holding his son up and just kind of lets the train hit him and it just starts. There's blood all over the screen. 
Gross. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, That's so, yeah, the same, watching, uh, same yeah. dude who made The Walking Dead. That's Walking his, Dead. Uh, same guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's all in animated style instead of uh, which which I like better because it's very similar to like again we're headed towards like the dark side of superheroes storyline which seems to be pretty prevalent. Um, yeah, we've gone Give away the, from uh, hey here's the hero's journey to sort of here's the you know here's the real struggle of what being super or extraordinary actually is. Yeah. So yeah, give me that give me that pendulum the other way and I'll I'll jump right back on it. <laughs> I need I need more which, which apparently things. is which apparently is going to happen. Apparently, with the way this season ended, the next season will be a little different. So maybe, uh, but again, I don't know because this season I was not. Ex- I first my again the, the, we've already I've already talked about Anthony on the podcast from whose family lives in Buffalo, but he's the one that told me to watch this, and I was like, okay, like whatever, it's a cartoon, they're superheroes. In the end of that first episode, I was like, what? What is happening? Um, so, yeah, apparently there's a pretty wild twist at the end of the first. It's crazy. Episode. The, the, yeah. the, the it's nuts, and you're watching. Like you think it's going to be like, one thing, and then it's com- it's a hundred percent different. So if you're interested in anime or cartoons, I just gave you two of them. So is there? Do you think we can go back? I guess my thing is there used to be a point where like any kind of superhero thing or something like that, I knew like it would always be. It wouldn't be this like hard R, right? And now that's the expectation is that it's going to be this hard R unless it's a Marvel movie. And even that's going to be blurred when they bring Deadpool back into it. I was going to say, I think Deadpool ruined this for you. It's possible. Cause remember I was the one who was on here saying that, you know, no one wants an R rated movie, superhero movie. Nobody's looking for this. It's, you know, it's not going to make money. The Marvel fans are wrong. And I was, a hunt. I've not been more wrong about anything. As wrong as I was about the craze that Deadpool and quite frankly Deadpool 2. And I think that shifted all of this. It made the appetite for adult comics and adult comic book heroes. I mean, the Watchmen kind of tried with the big blue but penis my thing and is, all you that don't, stuff, but my, it's just, yeah. It's, my it's, thing is, <laughs> but you don't, I, I guess my thing is like you kind of shut out. And I guess it's me being a little bit selfish, I guess. But it's also like you have these things were also originally for kids, right? Like I mean, at the end I, of the I, day, I look at it this thing, way: though. like think about like, think about the kid, think about like kids that can't even watch. Oh, did you just anymore. say think about the think children. about the kids? Think oh, about the go children. Kick rocks! Look, <laughs> look, look. As far as I'm concerned, I don't. I think it's been for kids, but again, it's obviously not as violent, right? I mean, the idea of superheroes and beating each other up, like that's violent in its own right, right? So sure, like, it's not yeah. necessarily that it's for kids i would say that for me comics have always kind of been a a a coming of age thing like 10 11 12 13 14 to me is kind of the peak age of comics yeah that's why i'm thinking the line the line between something like i'm trying to think of a good example like the line between like the dark knight is a great example right that's a dark ass movie right but it's still like it skirts that line where it's not as explicit or in your face as it as it can, so that it can have that more broad appeal. Well, 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 well look what happened, right? You had the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and then you got the Joker. I know, right? So that that you, right, right there was exactly what you're talking about. You had the Dark Knight that some would probably, I would say, a lot of people would say that's the greatest performance of a villain in a movie ever. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people feel that way about Heath Ledger and sure, a lot Bain, of the of stuff. Oh, don't forget yeah. about Bane. <laughs> But then you have Joaquin Phoenix who plays sort of the same character in title 
but takes it to that next level of really psychological deterioration of a human being. And people love that movie, right? I just think there's an appetite for this stuff. And I think there's an adult appetite for this for, I mean, like the boys on Amazon, the same, the same network that is produced invincible. That's kind of where this stuff is going. Like the, the boys, the whole story of that is super dark mm-hmm. and it's, Hey, these people that we're holding up as heroes are complicated humans, just like the rest of us. They just happen to be extraordinary. Same thing with, I mean, you can, even Marvel is doing this, right? Like the whole idea behind WandaVision, even though they've made it a bit more for kids, it's pretty like it's, it's but that's what I mean. It's like, if it's more yeah. approachable, it's, it's more approachable in that general sense. I don't know. For well, me, I think it's, it's just, just more like approachable because it's not as, and again, for you, it's just because of the gore. It's yeah. the amount of blood, exactly the amount of dismemberment. It it's all, yeah. it's the gore of it. So like to me though, like I get, I guess I see the stories as kind of the same. If your story's good, fine, but adding the gore to it is probably making it more realistic. Like it, it makes it more shocking that oh yeah, when you are the most powerful human on earth, you can rip a man limb from limb. Like that is kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. You just don't punch him and they go to sleep. So I don't really see a difference from it, but I see that there's an appetite for this type of story. And quite frankly, Deadpool was the one that made this all okay. Deadpool yeah. opened up pro- the floodgates because I was, was sitting there pro- going, "This will never happen. This stuff is only PG thirteen. They'll never uh, R rated movie or superhero movie will never make money." And it blew everyone's expectations. I think it was a combination I'm- of Deadpool and Logan, and then that was like the one. Yeah, because Logan's the same thing, right? Like it's yeah. the same type of thing where because Logan Deadpool, made it more serious, whereas Deadpool well, made Deadpool, it more. Yeah. They couldn't even get that movie made. Yeah, and they released that whatever that that test. That ten minute yeah, test the of that scene. whole the highway yeah. scene, and Ryan Reynolds had to get out there and basically stuck his neck out there of saying, "I want to make this movie," and again, like that's that dude took a risk to make something that they didn't want to make. Fox did not want to make this movie, and he basically put up his own money and said, "I care about this project this much. Please let me make this." And that just pretty much gave everyone else the carte blanche to do this. And I don't say I think it's a bad thing, but I think there's a middle ground somewhere where there's content that fit all types of superhero stories and that's where we're going so yeah cool well my side of things i haven't really watched much of anything been very busy i uh let's see i went we're gonna I, make this a short podcast we can is, even with our yeah, 20 yeah, minute meandering yeah. let's yeah, wrap I'm this just, up i'm just gonna i'm just gonna finish up uh, just say a little bit about some of the games i've been playing i got uh i finished all the single player quests in monster hunter and I also rolled, yeah, and I rolled the credits in Outriders. And after I was done with that, I was like, man, I, I want to keep looting and shooting. So I, uh, so, <laughs> you know, as the looter shooter genre is. So no, I, as, uh, as the looting starts, the shooting starts. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Uh, but yeah, I, so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I feel like I, I still want that kind of loop. Of like just collecting a bunch of loot, upgrading all these other things. So I, uh, so I downloaded the Borderlands collection on Switch, and I started playing. Oh, yeah. And I started playing the first Borderlands. Oh, those are I, great games. I've never finished any of them. I've really? started. Okay. Yeah, I put about. I finished the first and the second one. I played. I played those games very similar to, to the level that I've played Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, those games are great. Yeah. So I and I played a lot of the first one, and I played a lot of the second one on Vita, actually. Um, but yeah, this, this collection, it's like on sale for 20 bucks. You get the first one, second, you get the one, two and the pre-sequel. So not a bad deal. 
And uh, the first one, so I'm going through the first one now. It runs great. It's perfect for that portable play. Jump in, jump out, do a couple quests, collect a couple of extra guns and, and then move on. So, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying that. And on uh, and then I started I got to play a little bit of I had like one night where I was able to play some games and I played uh, a bit of uh, near replicant. And. Yeah, this is the first game where I ever actually searched. Is there a fast travel in this game? Uh, because you run around a lot and then they said, well, nah, yeah, there's a fast travel about halfway through because it's part of the adventure. I'm like, fair enough. So I'm enjoying it. Super interesting. Near Automata is a phenomenal game. And that's then this is actually the original. This is the one that came before it. Um, and they remastered it and reworked a bunch of it to make it look more modern. And it feels great. Looks solid. It's not like the most glorious game. It's not even for Series X or PS5, but it, it does the job and I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's very intriguing, very odd, very Japanese. And uh, and yeah, and then I just picked up Returnal for PS5 because I felt like I should make some use out of that $500 box. Uh, and yeah, played about 45 minutes of that before this uh, before this recording. And so far, pretty, pretty good. It's a roguelike slash light uh third person shooter it's uh the most expensive roguelike shooter that was ever put out i think because it costs 70 dollars. that's what the price of ps5 exclusive games are going to be i guess i guess ps5 and series x exclusive games are and uh this is from the guys who put out resogun super stardust or i think that's what it was called and uh and a bunch of these other uh like out out not outlast uh but it's basically like all these arcade games this is like the biggest game they've yeah. ever made and it's really good like yeah, it looks f- cool it feels really good like the movement's great the shooting's great the um it, it i'm just wondering how much i'm actually how far i'm actually going to get how much patience i'm going to get i need to to me there's no better roguelike than hades hades between yeah. hades rogue legacy and Scourgebringer. Like those are the three that really hooked me more than anything else. And I was actually Hades able is to the greatest one I've ever played. I've put yeah. more I, like, yeah, Hades to me is a master. I mean, look, and we, we haven't talked about Hades, but that, that game has won almost every single award there is to win. Um, yeah, almost all of them. Like it's pretty insane how, yeah. how, and it, and it deserves every single easily, one easily my favorite game of last year. Yes. Um, you know, and it it was like because it's the game you just keep going back to, and it's so good, and it and it made the loop bearable. It had a cool story. The upgrade system was there, and I and I'll be interested to know the the, the trick with rogue lights and rogue likes. Um, I like the ones that are light. It just shows that because there is that permanent progression tree, so you feel you don't only have to quote unquote get good, but you can also basically grind your way to the end. So you feel like you're always gaining something, not just because, oh, I didn't know how to kill this enemy that just showed up for the first time. But, oh, now I actually have some stats, which will help. And that's what a light version will do. Whereas the rogue like it might modify some things along the way. But generally speaking, you're always starting from the same point every single time. And that's and, and I guess uh, Returnal does something in between that. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how I'm going to continue to feel like I'm making progress in this game more and more and more and more. So we'll find out. It's uh, so far so good. We'll see uh, if I get super frustrated or if uh, if I bear with it. But I'm probably I'm probably going to put I really just turned it on so I could give some initial impressions here and uh, I'll probably jump back to near finish that because and then and then I'll go to Returnal. So that's kind of my plan. 
It's uh, because although there's a bunch of stuff coming out, it's nothing I'm really going to get. I don't think I don't think I'm going to get Resident Evil 7. That comes out next week. When's Ratchet and Clank coming out? That's soon, isn't it? June. Yeah, so that's June soon. or end month of away. Exactly. You're, so my plan, my away. that's basically my 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 not switch games plan, which is near Returnal Ratchet. I am Ratchet is my most anticipated game of the year. There was a whole like state of play this week where they walked through some gameplay and showed like what like fifteen minutes of gameplay. I didn't even watch it. I'm like, you don't need to sell me on this. It's a Ratchet and Clank game. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna love it. So I'm super yeah. excited about that. Yeah, really I just got to wait to find a PS5 whenever I can find one here. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that. You got some time. When does, uh, let's see, Ratchet and Clank rift apart? June 11th. Super yeah. excited. Yep. Insomniac might be my favorite developer of all time. Might be. They're up there because they also did, um, you know, my favorite Xbox One game is probably Sunset Overdrive. And that that was a, that was an insomniac game, and then they basically went to making. Um, and then Spider Man was excellent. Miles Morales was excellent last year. Love every Ratchet and Clank game. Well, nearly. Let's not talk about Q Force and All for One. Those were not great. But other than that, great games, great games. Insomniac, they don't they don't miss. Anyway, yeah, look at that. We kept it to about an hour and a half. We could we could wrap it up. I just looked at the podcast reviews on iTunes, and let me tell you something. There are no additional reviews, so oh. you guys making it this far, get your shit together. Review. Yeah, if you've listened podcast. to this far on this podcast and you haven't reviewed it, shame on you. Yeah, seriously. Like, what are you doing with your life? Take take the five seconds, five stars. You don't even need to write anything. But if you do write something, John will give you a dollar. Assuming we could identify you, or you identify yourself, Adam. You didn't want the dollar. You didn't give us the information, so you didn't yeah, get one. So I'll keep my dollar. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for you your go. review. Indeed. You could be like Adam. You could be cool. But, or, or you could just be lame, man. Anyway, that's it. Until next time, this podcast is over. <laughs>